Dive in to an ocean of possibilities with the DKM program of the American Council of the Blind. Get connected and build a strong leadership foundation. Apply to become a 2024 recipient of the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. Get curious, explore, become engaged, and focus on making impactful contributions. Apply to become a 2024 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. If selected, you'll be sponsored to attend the ACB conference and convention and learn how to navigate the waves of leadership from mentors and leaders of ACB. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information and to complete the application, visit www.acb.org dkm. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Book Match call. This is Book Match for Thursday, February 15th, for those of you who may be catching this on the replay. I am Shannon, and I am delighted to have all of you here. However it is, you are joining us, whether you are here in the Zoom room, catching us on the replay, listening to us on ACB, ACB Media 5, or if you're here in Clubhouse. First off, I want to say a big thank you to Nancy for hosting us tonight and for Chanel for streaming and broadcasting. So this is, as I said, book match, and we are here on the first and third Thursdays <clears throat> of each month. So you can find us here at those times starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you want to hear me talk more about books um, and it's not a book match time, you can find me by checking out the Book Bistro podcast. And you can find us on most places where you get your podcasts. Um, we have a Tuesday morning episode where I talk about new books and where often we will have author interviews. You can also hear our Friday episode where we have a big group of us who talk about books, usually on a theme. Um, this current Friday, we'll be doing books by Black authors. Um, let's see, what else? This call is about book recommendations. Whether you are looking for something new to read in a genre you like, or maybe a new genre, um, or whether you are reading something fantastic that you want the world to know about, this is why we are here. Um, I'm going to ask that if you are unmuted, um, if you could mute, or if uh, Nancy would mute you, that would definitely help in terms of the ambient noise for people who happen to be listening um, on ACB Media. Um, so what we do here generally is people will raise their hands, Nancy will call on you, and you can then chat with me about what kind of books you are looking to read. Um, you can 
give me, I usually will ask you like, what are three books that you've recently enjoyed? Um, unless you've been here before and I know those things. But if you haven't, then I will ask you that. I'll also ask you like genres that you enjoy, um, if you have a particular format preference. So maybe you primarily read on Bard or Bookshare, or you're looking for things that are available you know, on Kindle, which fortunately most things in the world are on Kindle. We can be happy about that. Um, you can also feel free to let me know if there are things you don't like, because I think connecting people with books that they like is is key, but it's important to know too, what are the things that don't work for you? That way I can make better recommendations. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think if there's anything else you need to know before we get started. And I don't think there is. So I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you are looking for a recommendation, or like I said, if you're reading something fabulous and you want everyone to know about it, you can raise your hand for that as well. And Nancy will call on you. The caveat to this is that if you don't raise your hand, if no one does, then you have to listen to me talk about new books. So if you want to listen to me talk for an hour, then you, you know, don't raise your hands. But if you do um, have questions, do so. And I will be happy to give you what recommendations I can. So Nancy, Yes. Do we have any raised hands? We do. Perfect. Travis. Travis, you have Hello. been here as a host before, but not usually as a participant. Exactly. That's so why I'm I wanted to step in. That, awesome. This way I can actually ask a question while I'm not a host. Cool. <laughs> so I am looking for some good classic style fantasy like vein of lord of the rings and and stuff like that or, uh, or narnia yes. if, narnia type stuff for younger readers and regular adults or young, younger readers but like something clean and classic either classic or with a classic feel you know such as a narnia and and i will reach into a, the harry potter world too if there's anything similar to that which i know there really isn't that's kind of a one of a kind but <laughs> anyway that's kind of my question today is classic or classic style fantasy Okay, so there is um, a series, and I wouldn't quite say that it's like Harry Potter in some ways. Like, it, it has some of that same feel. Like you said, I think it's very hard to find something that people are going to say, you know, is an exact um, like yeah, read-alike for Harry Potter. But Bella Forrest has her Harley Merlin series. And those are, you know, kind of similar in that it's a woman who, like a, a younger woman who learns that she is a part of the magical world and ends up at sort of a school um, to learn about all of that. So that would be um, one thing to check out if you're looking for something that, you know, might kind of give you like Harry Potter vibes, although... Mm -hmm. Again, it's not going to be an exact. Um, so Bella Forrest? Yes, Forrest with two R's. And she has a ton of stuff. Like, you know, some of it. Like, she has a Shade of Vampire series that's like 60 or 70 books that you kind of have to wade like through that. to find. <laughs> I know. Um, you kind of have to wade through to find the, the Harley Merlin stuff. Right. Um, these are not going to be on Bard 
and I'm pretty sure they're not on Bookshare. I would check Kindle um, and Audible for these because she is um, an independently published author. Okay. So those are going to be your, your best bets to find them. I'm going to um, use both. Yay. <laughs> but in terms of sort of the more classic fantasy, like I'm guessing you've checked out like some of the you know, really well-known people like Brandon Sanderson or Patrick Rothfuss. Um, yeah. Okay. There's also uh, Brent Weeks, who writes the Way of the Shadow series. And those, I think, I know I've seen the first one on Bard and possibly some others. I've heard the name of Brent Weeks. Yeah. So that might be something... Way of the um, Shadow? Check out, yes. Um, there's also Juliet Marillier has done um, a classic kind of retelling of the like Legend of the Twelve Swans series that has sort of that epic, like sweeping mm. fantasy feel. Um, and those are older books. The first one is called Daughter of the Forest. How do you spell the last name? M-A-R-I-L-L-I-E-R. And is Juliet just T or it's, T-T-E? Ooh, I believe E-T-E, but I am not positive. I can look quickly. Hold on. Let me ask Goodreads to tell me. <laughs> If Mika were here, I would make her Google for me, but she is not. She has abandoned me today. What's the um, name, the way you spell the last name? I would guess the TTE, but... That would make sense to me. I just wanted to make sure that I'm giving yeah. you uh, the correct spelling. But she has also a pretty big um, backlist of books. And these, which are the Seven Waters series, um, have been out for quite a while i read them originally back in the early 2000s um and they are on bard and bookshare and i am pulling up her name right now um and it's the 12 swans kind of series yeah like you know um men get turned into swans yeah yeah. I know, sometimes I see that with seven. Sometimes I see that with twelve. So yeah, um, seven brothers. Yes. All right. So Juliet Marillier, and it is going to be TTE. Okay. It's the Seven Waters series. Nope. I'm sorry. I lied. I lied. J, J U L I E T. Oh. Yep. I. That surprised me, actually. Yes, I looked at my search instead of at the actual result. But yes, <laughs> IET. Um, so those might be worth um, worth checking out. It has that sort of you know quest, like people are, you know, she's trying to save her brothers, mm -hmm. and also kind of a bigger, um, like wider kind of quest as far as like defeating evil you definitely have like the the good versus evil thing right. um there's also katherine kerr k-e-r-r -R, 
and she has her like a dark uh, spell and dagger spell books. Yes, I've read some of those books. Not in many, yeah. many years. I forgot all about those. I'm trying to remember the name of her world. Not oh, Darren, Dev- that's Catherine Kurtz. Devery. Like Devery, E-V-E-R-I-E. thank you. I knew it was close. It's like there were two Catherines that both had similar sounding series because Darren is yes. Catherine Kurtz. Right. So, yeah, you might uh, look at, you know, some of those again. Those are also books that, you know, I read back like in the early 2000s. They have recently been um, put into commercial audio. Oh. And you can find them on Audible, um, which, you know, I'm always happy to see like older things kind of yes. reaching new readers. Um, but those might also... Baltimore. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I've read most things. Um, but Baltimore, Mercedes not Lackey has also done like some other um, some other series. She has a collection of like fairy tale retellings. She also has the Black Swan. I love that book. Firebird. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. Yes. She also has like her, her Alton series where, you know, it's like, um, which is another kind of fantasy world that has kind of a different feel. Um from Valdemar. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoy those, like if you like um, her Valdemar stuff, you might check into some of her other stuff because she has quite a bit of she does. Like, high fantasy and also like some fantasy with like a little bit of a like a suspense feel thrown in. Um, she just has such a, a wide she array does. of stuff. I'm not as much into like, like the urban the uh, the serrated edge i'm not as much into that style okay okay but yeah like um there's the gates of sleep oh i've heard of that yeah which i've liked um quite a bit and does not does not have that kind of more um urban fantasy feel Mm -hmm. so you know that might be uh something to take a look at i like her dragon jousters too oh yes those are good. Yes, books. those are those are very good. Um, so yeah, maybe some of those um, would kind of be what you're looking for. And I like the early David Eddings books, the Belgariad and the Melorion series. Oh, I've never those? read those. I know that Mika really loves them um, mm-hmm. and has mentioned them to me a few times, but I have never actually read those. Those are fun. Those good are. Books. Yeah, <laughs> those are, I would call them almost more juvenile fantasy in a way. They're kind of the early days of modern fantasy. And his later right. books, to me, just didn't do it as much. They kind of like recycled similar things from earlier books. And it felt kind of oh. like a me too. Yeah, that, that, but, that's kind of frustrating. But his early books, about Garriott and the Melorion, they both in the same world, take place after each other, are, I think, excellent for what they are. Awesome. I'll go back to those now and again. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. All right. And I see you have a few other hands here, so I will shut up. We've got a few <laughs> hands up here. You and do. We did, get, right. yeah. we did get one in Clubhouse, but I think Zoom lowered my hand. So whenever you want to take that. Um, oh. Yeah. You can go ahead and do that. Okay. So, so we have Alan in Clubhouse. Hello, Ooh, okay. Alan, Hi, and welcome. Hello. Hello. I have active. Okay, good. Um, I wanted to recommend the uh, book series of uh, the Murderbot Diaries. Um, what was the author's name? 
Martha Wells, I believe. Really good yes. series. Yes. Yes, I know a lot of people um, really, really love those, especially if like AI is an interest to you. Um, Starting Murderbot. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Murderbot is a thing that I know a lot of people really enjoy. Have you read all of them or like just some of the early ones? Um, I think I might have read a lot of them are on Bard, it looks like. And uh, yes, I think I read them out of order, which was oh. unfortunate. Yes, sometimes that does not work the best. Well, thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. All right, Nancy, who else do we have? Abby. Abby. Hello. Hello. This is my first time here. Um, well, I'm I, so happy to have I, you. Thank you. I like, um, I just read the book, The Other Mother by Rachel Harper. I really like her book. Um, I also like books by Jody Pico and um, by um, Hannah Christensen or Christian, oh. something like that. Okay. Uh, those are the type of books I like. And if you have any recommendations of books, there are anything like those that would be great. Okay, so one I have for you is Reconstructing Amelia. Reconstructing and Amelia? Yes. Um, it's a kind of a mother-daughter story about a mother who is trying to kind of figure out what led to um, a tragedy that happened with her daughter. Uh -huh. And it's a dual, it's a dual timeline. So it goes back and forth um, between like the mother kind of after the tragedy and the daughter before it. Okay. And it kind of peels back some of those layers of like, you know, how well do we really know people, even like people that we live with that we think we know really well, you know, we don't think people are keeping secrets from us, but like, what if they are? And what if those secrets have sort of, you know, mm -hmm. dire consequences in some ways. Uh -huh. So that is Reconstructing Amelia, and okay. it is by Kimberly McCreight, M-C-C-R-E-I-G-H-T. Oh, sorry. Kimberly McCreight? Yes, M-C-C-R-E-I-G-H-T. R-I-G-R-A-T-E? R-E-I G-H-G-H-T G-H-H is in hotel G-H-T Yes Okay So that is Reconstructing Amelia Chris Bojalian also has some books that are kind of similar to like a Jody Pico feel Um he wrote Before You Know Kindness, um, Skeletons at the Feast. Like he's got several that also kind of do that, you know, kind of digging into the family structure and, you know, the things that we do and don't know about people and what happens when sort of big issues come up and kind of tear people apart. Mm -hmm. um, his name, if you're ready for it, is Chris. 
P-H-R-I-S. Yes. Then the last name is B-O-H-J-A-L-I-A-N. Got it. Um, so he might also be um, someone to check out. Okay. Um, and lastly, um, I'm going to ask if you have taken a look at any of the later um, Lisa Scottolini books. Like she started to, she used to write mostly legal fiction but she yeah. has started now to kind of delve into some other genres. Like she has a historical that again, you know, asks some of those like difficult questions. Oh, she also has more of, of a family drama called what happened to the Bennett's. What um, happened to the Bennett's? Yes. Oh, um, and so good. that might be, that might be someone um, to look at her earlier stuff is going to be more sort of legal thrillers like courtroom fiction uh -huh. um, but she has kind of expanded a little bit beyond that um, and might you know be someone that you would enjoy how do you spell her last name that sounds complicated s-c s-c so as in cat oh okay o T T as in tango. O L I N as in Nancy E. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. Got it. It looks it looks like Scottaline, but it's pronounced yeah. Scottolini. Got it. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad thank to have you. Thank you so much. Those sound great. Awesome. All right, we have another hand here. Judy. Judy, I don't think you've been here before, so welcome. Um, I've just been here once. Um, oh, okay. And I was looking for a book, um, World War II book, about um, a female spy in Germany who, of course, pretends to be um, a Nazi. And clean if it's possible, probably not, but <laughs> I started the oh. Alice Network, but that was kind of rough in the beginning, so I didn't get through. Ah, yes. So I was wondering if there's anything else. Um, so Pam Jenoff, J E N O F F, has written quite a few um World War Two novels. And her first one, which is called The Commandant's Girl. Um, is kind of a similar thing to what you're looking for. Okay. Um, so where is the so woman that, from? Is she American? Or? She is from Poland, I believe. Poland? Oh, okay. And it fine too. talks yeah. about sort of the, um, like when Germany takes over Poland and kind of what happens to this girl who is Jewish and trying to hide um there's also a book called Cradle of the Reich, which is um, about a young German girl who ends up in a home for unwed mothers. And it talks a lot about like kind of 
the eugenics movement and the idea of, you know, Hitler trying to create like the perfect race. And so you have a little bit of that like undercover feel where she is um, staying, you know, in this home and everybody thinks that she is like a good, you know, Aryan girl. And Mm -hmm. she's actually like doing it, you know, to like keep herself safe. And she realizes, of course, that, you know, that is not um, the best place to keep herself safe. Um, So that might also be one um, to look at. Um, Louise Fine, F-E-I-N, has also written a couple of books that are set during World War II that sort of explore, you know, different people kind of trying to stay out of the way of the Nazis and sometimes making choices that, you know, perhaps aren't the best for them that sort of thrust them into, um, you know, kind of right into the path of, of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many, I think, World War II stories that kind of tap some of the more like unknown aspects of the war and kind of things that you know we don't necessarily learn about in history classes or read you know in a lot of like more classic fiction um and i found that you can learn you know just quite a bit about how different countries were impacted by the war um and just you know things about the the nazi reach that i know that i wasn't aware of you know until i read some of this um, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back, like to something that was written like years ago, I would recommend um, "The Other Side of Love" by Jacqueline Bruskin, and you can find that on Bard on Bookshare. It's an older book. It was written like in the late '80s or early '90s. And it follows a family. Um, one of the cousins lives in America, one lives in Germany, and two live in England. And sort of how they are swept up in the war, some of them in the resistance movement, some of them actually like fighting at the front. Um, but you do kind of see some of that resistance, like people working kind of undercover um, in an attempt to kind of take down the movement. Mm-hmm. You said older. I was thinking you were going to say the 30s or the 40s. Oh, no, no. I just mean older. Yeah, in the 50s, I started writing them, you know, about the war. I don't know if Bard has them that old or not. Oh, I know Bard has, like, the Herman Wauk books that were written, I think, in the 60s or 70s. But I'm not sure what they have, like, going back further than that. Yeah, because I was going to ask about, like... um, Detective novels written in the 30s or 40s. I don't know if they'd have any of those. Maybe a female detective. American. I I know that. Like, I can think of books like that that are written, you know, now that are set in that time period. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure that I know of any that were actually written um, in that you know, in that time period. They might have some of the famous ones that became radio shows or something. So I have to check it out. Sometimes the ones on tape, sometimes they put really old ones on the cassettes, I think. I'll just check it out. Yes, yes. And then sometimes they'll like, you know, have ported them over um, to make them digital. 
So that, you know, is something, something to look at as well. And how does Bookshare work? You just have to check that goes through your local library or? No. So Bookshare is um, a collection of digital like eBooks. They they now have very few like audiobooks, but definitely if you're looking for eBooks, um, Bookshare is a good place to go. You pay a fee every year. And you are then allowed to access books that are added, you know, directly from the publishers. Um, you have to, just like you did for NLS, like prove that you are print disabled. So like you can choose to either have them verify that through your NLS uh, membership, or you can, you know, send them a form of some kind. There are different ways to do it. Um, but you can go to bookshare.org to find more information okay do you know how much it is so for the longest time it was fifty dollars a year and last year so in the it went up and i now believe it is eighty dollars a year oh well maybe i'll just try the new york new york city public library because i think theirs is only 60 and then I am anything, a, I, anything I, I get that they'll send to Libby, I can make it audio with a Kindle. So, Right. So I am a big fan of your public libraries just in general. I know that um, the Brooklyn Public Library in New York has suspended their non-resident cards. Oh, they did? So if, uh, yeah, I know that makes me sad. Um, so if you are not in um, New York State... Um, I'm not sure that you can get a Brooklyn card now. You can get a card from Queens Public Library. Queens. Um, and there are other libraries that offer like non-resident um, non-resident cards. But yes, I am a big fan of people utilizing their public libraries. I know Miami has one, but that might that could be just for Florida residents. I'm not sure. I know that in there are a couple of places in Florida that do it, um, and I think those have gone up in price. I think one of them in Florida, I want to say that Orange. It's Broward like, County has it for free. Right, Broward County has it for free, and then Miami, um, you have to one pay. Of, yeah, there are several. Um, that you can get like non-resident cards for a fee. I think Houston, um, you can you can get a non-resident card. Um, Fairfax County in Virginia, the one in um, can, actually Houston's is still free. It's Harris County that's free, right? No, I mean the Houston Public Library, like that is specifically uh, for Houston. Yes, the Harris County oh, the, is free, like the city library. Yeah, yes. But yes, I am definitely um, a big proponent of people utilizing their public libraries mm -hmm. and other public libraries if you um, are able to get like non-resident cards. I have one more question. I hope you know it quick. But last time I was here, you talking about books about Alaska. I think it, they called it Found Family Books, a series that was Found Family and it took place in Alaska. Ah, um, Sharice Sinclair 
has a, I think I was talking to Mika about this. Um, yeah, Sons it was of the her, Survivalist yeah. series. Yeah, I like those um, kind of books, Off the Grid. Yes. Yeah, so Sons of the Survivalist by Charisse Sinclair. And there are four books in that series. They are all on Bard. Um, although I don't think I was a fan of some of the of the narrators there. Um, but um, you know, you do what you have to do. You can also um like how do you spell that? Hold on one second. I'm gonna look it up for you. So that I don't spell it wrong because that would be rude. I generally try not to uh, give people wrong information here. Let's see. All right, so her name is spelled C-H-E-R-I-S-E. I guess you're right. Sinclair. S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. Okay, thanks a lot. You're so welcome. All right, Monica is our next hand. Hello, Monica. I remember you from back in the Bookshare days, but I don't think you've been on this call before. No, I haven't. Um, thanks for helping me. I, I have a kind of a strange question to ask you, but um, I, I should explain. Um, I have had I like several... strange questions. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I have had um, several strokes that have led to some cognitive impairment. And I'm supposed to be doing therapy for restructuring. What that means in practice is finding books that are short, um, say under three hours, if it were audio or under 200 pages or so. Okay. Um, so many of the new books out now are 13 or 17 or 21 hours. Yes. And it, it's beyond my, I can't hold all the pieces together that long anymore. Um, I love mysteries and romantic suspense, and I was wondering if you could give me some tips for finding short fiction. I, I don't need children's books. I just need right. something that doesn't last too long where I can take a break and rest afterwards. So what I'm going to ask you to do mm -hmm. is come back to me the next time we are here. So the first... Okay. The first Thursday in March is when we'll be here again. And by then, I will um, do some research and have some titles for you. But you. what I would suggest if you want to look on your own is like if you go, um, if you go like to Audible, for example, you can sort books by length. So you can look at like, say, you know, mystery and suspense. And you okay. can sort those by length. And one of the categories is going to be, um, I can't remember if it's one to three hours or like one to four hours, but it has a, a category um, 
where you can select like the the shorter um, audiobooks. Okay. Um, the the other thing that might work for you is Audible does what they call Audible Originals, which are very often short books written by um, like popular, you know, mainstream authors that have come out exclusively as audiobooks, like before they come out in print. So they might be published like six months or a year early in oh, audio. Okay. okay. Um, and people like um, like Lisa Unger, for example, she has like some short um, like detective fiction that you can find as some of those audible originals. Um, I think Margot Hunt also has one. Um, and they are like, I know the Margot Hunt book is like right around two and a half to three hours. Oh, excellent. Um, so those might also be some ways to, you know, find some of that like shorter fiction that is still going to be like interesting to you, you know, not necessarily like you said, a, a kid's book, but that shorter, um, you know, shorter fiction that isn't going to like stress your brain out too much. <laughs> Thank you. May You're I so welcome. Judy's question about the books from the 30s and 40s since I absolutely. Um, it, it's my wheelhouse. I like to read classic mysteries. So if you search on Bard for the words crime classics, you'll see a series of books that have been added that have material from the 20s through the 40s. Um, and then you can also look for uh, things like Agatha Christie, who, of course, wrote back then, and Dorothy oh, yes. Sayers. There's a lot of that stuff there. So um, you could probably read for the next year without a break if you wanted to do so. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks much for, for that. Yeah. All right. Nancy? Well, there were a couple other hands here, and they, they took off. I don't know if they got disconnected or what. So right now, there's nobody. Oh. Yeah, they, okay. get, to, they get to listen to you now. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, Judy just put her hand up. Oh. Hi, Judy. <laughs> I just I just had a suggestion for the woman that said she was looking for short books. Because um, I'm older, and I have trouble... Um, with audio, if there's a lot of characters, like family books sometimes have like too many, you know, too many people to remember. So lots of times I'll get a book and then I have to, um, you know, not finish it because I just can't keep up with all the characters. So that's just another suggestion when she's looking to. Um, it's hard to 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 pick a book title without that problem, but <laughs> you just have to. Do trial and error, I guess, because that's what I do. Yeah, sometimes it can be hard to find books that, you know, aren't going to have a million characters with, like, all kinds of, you know, complicated backstories. Yeah, I read Closing Mysteries, and I know most of those, they keep it short. It's usually just um, less than 10 people. So those yes. are I like. Yeah. yeah, Cozy Mysteries do have... Um, you know, usually not like the huge, the huge cast. But I think some of them uh, might be a little bit longer than what um, 
Yeah, they could be too long, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do have another hand. Oh, okay. Kathy. Kathy. Kathy, can you let's see? You're still Hi. muted, Kathy. Can you unmute? The, hi. This hi. is the, and this is Kathy King. The cozy Welcome. mystery series I've been listening to. Um, most of them are five hours. I don't know if that's too long for our friend, but they're by Jen McKinley. And um, that that might there's oodles of them. Yes, she has a ton of, of yeah. books. And it's like McKinley, but it has an A-Y at the end. Um, and I think she's Jen with two N's. Yes, yeah, is. I read yeah. a lot of her books. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on number eight for the library one, Library Lovers. Library mm -hmm. Lovers Mysteries, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm but with, yeah, that's, those that's what said I'm on. I'm on the, I just finished number seven tonight. Oh, I think we're at the same time. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question. You folks got me thinking about um, um, the old style crime stories. Is that called noir? Kind um, of. So there's like a a category of books that are are noir that um, have you know some of that kind of classic feel. I feel like there is more you know modern noir stuff coming out now, but definitely right. there are. Um, some classic books that could be classified in that way. So do we have anybody that's writing um, mysteries, crime stories that are kind of along that line that are, that are not heavy violence or heavy sex or. I'm going to ask that uh, someone who is, Somebody has voiceover on their email or doing something. Um, if you could mute, I would appreciate I'm that. Trying to immensely. find it. I, um... Yeah, I'm not sure who, um, but it seems to have fixed itself. Thank you so much for muting. I appreciate that. Um, so to answer your question. Kathy, there is a, a Laura Lippman book, L-I-P-P-M-A-N, that is called Sunburn. Um, and that one definitely had sort of a, a noir feel. I don't remember it being overly violent. Um, and as far as, like, steam on the page, I would say there was like a certain amount but not anything like over the top uh -huh. um so that that one might work for you does she write um, series or does she have a couple of them that so Laura Lipman has written quite a quite a few things she has a detective series set in Baltimore uh-huh um that like most of her books are set in Baltimore, in fact. Um, and that series, I don't think is particularly noir, but it is like a female detective series. 
She right. also has several standalones that kind of, I would say, span like anything from sort of psychological thrillers to more of your like average um, suspense. She's done a couple of things that have a little bit more of a historical feel. Like there was one that was set in the 60s. Um, so she is a pretty prolific author um, with a pretty wide array of stuff. So definitely if you're looking for like female-centered um, crime fiction, Great. that might yeah. be a place to look. Great. Another one I was going to mention for the person that was looking for World War II um, was Kristen Hanna. Yes, the Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, Kristen Hanna just came out. Uh, her latest book is called The Women, and it is set during the Vietnam War. And oh. I read it the day that it came out um and if if you have not picked it up and you're looking for historical fiction that will like tear your heart out um i would highly recommend the women by Kristen Hanna. she has that ability doesn't she she absolutely does yes well thank you so much for being here mm-hmm All we right, have no other hands see. at this time. Okay. So it is time for me to talk about new books. We are at about 15 minutes to the top of the hour. If you do um, decide that you have questions, definitely feel free to raise your hand and Nancy will interrupt my long ramble here about new books. So Feb the week of February 13th was an epic week for new releases. And I'm going to highlight a few of them for you. Um, the Warm Hands of Ghosts by Catherine Arden came out this week. And Catherine Arden wrote um, a book several years ago called The Bear and the Nightingale, which is a retelling of a Russian fairy tale. Um, and that kind of put her on the map. But The Warm Hands of Ghosts is a standalone kind of historical fantasy that deals primarily with uh, nurses during World War I, but with some supernatural elements added in. Um, I am not a fan of ghost fiction, right? Like if you've been here before, you've heard me say that. If you've listened to me on the podcast, you've heard me say that. Ghosts tend to make me hostile. Um, but this one, from what I've heard, it feels very much like historical fiction with some supernatural elements and not um, not in a way that people believe um, would make me hostile. So I have not read this, but I know people who have and who have really liked it. So if you are looking for something like that, um, you might want to check out The Warm Hands of Ghosts. And this is by Catherine Arden. I also want to talk about How You Get the Girl. This is by Anita Kelly. And Anita Kelly is an author that I fell in love with a couple of years ago when I read her debut, which is called Love and Other Disasters. This is a female-female romance. It is the third set in a world 
um, that she's created. And I am just so, so excited for this one. Um, it's a little bit of a sports romance. Sports are not my thing, but Anita Kelly is definitely my thing. And I will be reading this um, sports and all. It is How You Get the Girl by Anita Kelly. I also have to tell you that there is a new Susan Elizabeth Phillips book out this week. And Susan Elizabeth Phillips has been toward the top of my like comfort read author for years. This one is simply the best. It is the 10th book in her Chicago Stars series. And what I will tell you about this is that these are um, romances with a little bit of a sports feel, but not anything that um, I find, you know, too, too much. Um, but she just has a phenomenal knack of creating these characters that feel like they could leap off the page. Um, and she's been doing this now for years. I started reading her back in the 90s. And I just love pretty much everything she does, whether she's writing in the Chicago Stars series or something else. Um, she is absolutely incredible. So this one is simply the best. And it is Chicago Stars Book 10 by Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I also need to mention... Um, some other kind of uh, historical fiction. The Phoenix Crown came out this week. This is by Jamie Shang and Kate Quinn. And Kate Quinn, um, I know a lot of people have heard of the Alice Network and some other kind of World War II books that she has written. But this one, The Phoenix Crown, is set in 1906, San Francisco. And we explore the San Francisco earthquake, um, but also sort of a, an artifact um, of a crown that has been stolen. So I am definitely looking forward to this. The hold list at my library is very, very long, but I am waiting not as patiently as I could. It is The Phoenix Crown, and it's by Jamie Shang and Kate Quinn. I also have to mention, because I love this title, A Suffragist's Guide to the Antarctic. And it's by Yi Shun Li. Um, and that name, if you want to write it down, is Yi Y I Shun S H U N Lei L A I. Um, this is a little bit of a historical, kind of historical mystery, I guess, but also with some social justice themes, we get to learn about the suffragist movement, which I have always been really interested in. So this is A Suffragist's Guide to the Antarctic by Yi Shun Li. Um, and this is actually one that I got on release day. And Shannon, just let you know it is 10 minutes still. Thank you, ma'am. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. All right. I want to also mention At the River. This is Columbia River, book five by Kendra Elliott. 
Kendra Elliott got her start writing what I would consider like straight up romantic suspense. She has since transitioned into writing mystery thrillers with what I would call romantic elements. Um, so you will see some steam on the page. Um, you will see violence. But I have really, really loved what I've read by Kendra Elliott. Um, my partner is a big fan of her writing um, and I think has read quite a few more of her books than I have. But she is someone who is on my radar for very good reason. And this is At the River, Columbia River, book five by Kendra Elliott. If you like books set in Alaska, then this next book will be of interest to you. Um, at the beginning of 2023, a book called City Under One Roof came out. Um, and that one is Detective Kara Kennedy, book one by Iris Yamashita. This week, the sequel came out, and this is called Village in the Dark. And I have not read it, but I have read um, City Under One Roof and did really like it. So I am planning to read this as soon as I can. And it is Village in the Dark. It is Detective Kara Kennedy, book two by Iris Yamashita, Y-A-M-A-S-H-I-T-A. If you like police procedurals, you might be aware of The Fields by Erin Young, um, which is the first book in the series. The series is the Riley Fisher series. Um, the sequel to that is also out this week, and it is called Original Sins. And if I remember correctly, these are set in Chicago, but that might be a lie that I made up in my head. Um, it's one of those things that like, I think is true, but I cannot say for sure. This is what happens when I talk about an awful lot of books, some of which I've read, some of which I plan to read, um, and sometimes details just get mixed up in my head. And I apologize for that. If you like urban fantasy, then you may be aware of the Supernatural Single series by April Asher. It started out with Not the Witch You Wed. And this week we have the third book. And this is Not Your Crush's Cauldron. It is Supernatural Singles, book three, by April Asher. Um, these are on the lighter end of the urban fantasy spectrum. Um, not quite as dark as, say, like, um, I don't know, maybe, like, not quite as dark as, like, the Mercy Thompson books or some of the other, like, Ilona Andrews, um, Kate Daniels series. So definitely a little bit lighter than that. Um, big on the humor. I keep getting the first one from my library and then I get distracted and then I have to give it back before I've read it. So this is sort of an ongoing um, struggle that I have with this particular series. But I do want to check it out because I know a lot of people really like it. So this third one is Not Your Crush's Cauldron. 
and it is by April Asher. And lastly, I want to talk about a new series written by Lilith St. Crow. And this is A Flame in the North. It is Black Land's Bane, book one, and again by Lilith St. Crow. And she's an author who's been writing for quite a while. Um, I think she may have started as an independently published author kind of back before that was like a really big thing to be. Um, she wrote the Dante Valentine series. She has um, a Jill Kismet series. And these are all urban fantasy. But this one, um, A Flame in the North, looks like it might be a little bit more sort of toward the epic fantasy or high fantasy um, side of things. So it might be worth checking out if you're a fan of hers or if you're just looking for a new fantasy series to dive into. And that is A Flame in the North, and it's Black Land's Bane, book one, by Lilith St. Crow. And I am going to begin the process of closing us out here, because we are right at about five minutes to the hour. So I want to thank you all so incredibly much for being here today. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and talk about books and listen to me talk about books and to other people as well. Um, thanks again to Nancy for hosting us and Chanel for streaming and broadcasting and all that good stuff that makes this call um, accessible to more people. Again, if you're looking for more bookish discussion, from me and a group of passionate readers. Um, you can check us out at the Book Bistro podcast. We have been around now um, for about five and a half years. There are a bunch of episodes. You can find us in most places that you get your podcasts. And we talk about pretty a pretty wide range of books, uh, romance, fantasy, historical fiction, mysteries, memoirs, women's fiction, uh, some sci-fi. I can't even like name all the things, but if you haven't checked us out, please do. Again, we are here the first and third Thursdays of each month. I believe that in two weeks, we will actually have a fifth Thursday in February, so we will not be here that day. Um, and I'm going to try to do dates, and dates are hard, but I think... It will be something like March 6th or 7th, something. Um, I think the 7th is when we'll be here again. So definitely come back if you have more questions or you just want to keep abreast of what you know other people are reading. And definitely if you have asked me a question that I don't know the answer to and you're looking for an answer, um, I will research for you and give you that answer the next time we are here. So again, thank you all so incredibly much for being with us today. And we are at about 